Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode of Third Deck Lounge Podcast. Today I have Salvatore Gentili and Bruno Mariani. Both were squad leaders with uh, India Company back when they were still in and both did AIC, which actually is the subject of our discussion today. We're going to be talking about AIC. And uh, welcome to the show, guys. Hey, how's it going, buddy? I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having us. Too. Yeah, so um, when you guys... Uh, it, it's it's cool to get to have you guys here, but um, so I guess let's just uh, get right into it. Um, so when you guys found out you were going to AIC, like, did you want to go? Did you like how how were you feeling about it? I guess I was. We we were actually joking about breaking limbs the night before. Oh, uh, so you were like nervous that, about it? That's Dude, how much I we straight, didn't want to go. I straight up thought of everything I could to not go, and it got to the point where I almost had Bruno like run my foot over with my truck or something. I, dude, I, I was, we were, I were, we were I trying not. to make up fucking alibis so bad not to go. No, <laughs> did not at all. God damn. So, so when you, so okay, so did you guys think you needed like more training before you went, or did you guys just like not want to do it? Like, like what were you? Cause I know, I know. Obviously, you guys were like, "Fuck," but like, what else were you guys kind of thinking? Like, what was leading up to all this? I think there was just a bunch of mystery behind it at the time, to be honest. Cause like, all of our years that had gone, like, all you hear about it is the horror stories of like PT and everything. You don't really hear about like the training and what you have to know and what you have to pass and like how it's even like set up. Like, you don't really hear about that stuff. So, or at least we didn't at the time. So, like for me, it was like. I didn't even know if I was ready. I didn't, I didn't know if I was going to even pass like the PT part of it. I was like, I didn't, I didn't know anything about it. And all I knew was that it was hell. So if I didn't have to do it, I definitely did not want to. And we like, there were guys that were our seniors that didn't have to go and they made it through a whole enlistment without going, but you could definitely tell who those guys were. So it was, I mean, it was one of those things. It's like, you're better for it if you get the opportunity, but I mean, no, I did not want to go at all. No. So for people, oh, sorry, sorry, what are you saying? Yeah. So my whole perception of it was pretty much the same. Uh, the only perception I had from it was the horror stories from my seniors, and it sounded like AIC, at least for my seniors, was like the rite of passage for an O three eleven. It was something you did after. You know, you weren't a boot anymore from your first deployment. And it was basically a survival aspect to it for two months. Either it's like pass or fail, like you survived, you made it, you're hot shit now. Yeah, definitely looking at the guys like our seniors, like if they had the AIC sweatshirt or the AIC skibby shirt, like those were the cream of the crop guys. Like they had answers to all the questions they knew what they were doing without getting micromanaged. Like those were the guys. And like, it, like Bruno was saying, it was just like, all you heard was the horror stories. So you didn't like, you thought that was the rite of passage for a grunt to us. Like at least our generation, like if you got to go to AIC and you graduated, like you got treated differently by your seniors after that, like everything, like you were, it's like, it's like in Goodfellas, like becoming a made man, dude, for real. That's how it was for us, at least when you're a boot looking at it. So, okay, that's actually pretty cool. So when um, when you guys were about to like go, like, like 
what did you um almost or actually no, no no okay let me let me rephrase that so for dudes that are about to go that are you know thinking those same thoughts that you you guys had or that are you know hearing that they might be going to AIC like what do you think what advice would you give them honestly if you're going if your command is sending you they believe that you can pass they're they're not sending you as like a long shot and if you are that's like because you're one of the walk-ons but if they're if your command is sending you that means they think that you can pass so you should take that and run with it also before you go you should know if you don't have any guys in your peer group or guys above you that got the opportunity to go and you're like the first one there's definitely staff NCOs that got to go. There's definitely your company gunny will be like the guy that made it through all of the schools. So like you should have someone as like a lifeline as like, if you're not passing something or if you're not sure about something, you should have someone back in your command that can take care of you. And I'm at least it was for us. There are guys that would be more than willing to take care of you and help you through it majority of the schools the marine corps offers they're not meant for the average joe to fucking fail exactly the, the knowledge that you learn in aic is nothing fucking new that you haven't learned in uh basically soi now all the same subject subjects are covered you go more in depth obviously and the only thing me and Sammy have like legitimately spent like hours studying, not even hours. It was like maybe an hour or two was like nomenclature of the fucking 81 millimeter mortar or whatever the fuck. Uh, yeah. Like small, like everything else. Like if you're already like at least paying attention during field ops and stuff and like how to do basic patrols, how to do basic defense, how to do basic offensive ranges, like, you'll be fine. It's just once you start going to the, like I said earlier, like the nomenclature of like weapon systems that obviously that's not a part of the 0311 MOS. And then what usually stumps guys is uh, programming radios, but you get a cheat sheet for that. And that's easy. But yeah, I think, I like th the, the intimidation should just pretty much come from the pt aspect like yeah you're gonna get fucked up but trust me like there were some kids in our aic class that had no business being there and they fucking passed right so it's almost like uh dudes kind of overhype it a little bit yes but once to, you start yeah to an extent like why why it's as coveted as it is like why it's held in such a high regard because I mean, I think Bruno can attest to this. Once we graduated, we kind of both, like, we saw a difference in ourselves afterwards. Like, we, like, that's okay. kind of like information as a grunt. Like, once you get through AIC, you're not, like, struggling to figure stuff out after that in the field, in the barracks. Like, every, like, you're, you feel like you've really stepped up, up to the next level after that, which is why, like, I think AIC is one of the schools in the Marine Corps that, like, is not bullshit like there's some bullshit courses in the marine corps that you can go through and it's just like a piece of paper but like aic is like they 
like Bruno said, it's not designed for you to fail. They don't want to send guys there and waste your time or their time and have you fail. The instructors don't want to send guys back to their units without them passing. They don't want that. But in the same token, if you're, if you can't make it, you can't make it. They will gladly send guys home that don't belong there. Like that. Like I know our plaque for our class got made a few weeks before graduation and there were kids that got dropped like the week before or two weeks before and they had their names like literally crossed out on the plaque like they had <laughs> if you look at all the plaques at AIC they have the number of students dropped from the class on the plaque so it's like they they definitely it's one of those courses that like they take a lot of pride i think the marine corps in general takes a lot of pride in that course and building it from the ground up from the instructors all the way to the like uh commanding officers and stuff of the course like they really take pride in that course that's a no bullshit course to me that's pretty cool because we often see that a lot of times is that some shit's just like you kind of just go and then you just you get pushed through almost once you guys did finally like get there like what was it you know what was it like and then how did it kind of go from there like after like day one you know I, th I think the first, uh, like, when you first get in that classroom and, like, you see everyone from all the different units and stuff, every single motherfucker in that room just sizes each other up. Definitely. It's, yeah, you're definitely looking at everyone like, I think I can, like, out-PT this guy, or this guy looks like he just does not belong here. Or and then you start questioning, like, well, all right, well, where do I fit in this group? All this stuff. Like, you have to you have to kind of look to the guys because most of the time you don't get sent there alone. You get sent there with guys from your unit. Like me and Bruno, we're fortunate enough to go together. And you, I mean, yeah. Hernandez I, too. Yeah. There was McLean went, if I'm not mistaken, there was, there was a good group of us, but like you, you got to remember I went as a Lance corporal. So I'm looking at guys that are sergeants that have been in for eight years that are in the same course. And I'm like, do I even have a fucking fighting chance against these guys if we have to? Because like, you don't know how it's set up. You don't know if you're going to be going head-to-head -head with these guys. Yeah, I was going to ask. was like, is that even, like, the right thing to be thinking going into that? Like, is it, like, a team? Because I imagine, because, you know, everything in the Marine Corps is usually just, like, team-oriented. They're, like, at, le at the very least, it's, like, a team-oriented thing or squad-oriented thing or whatever it may be. Right. No, you, you get... You get in the room and you start like sizing everybody up and whatever, and like you just don't know anybody. And most of the time, like Marines usually do, when you show up from your unit and there's guys from other units, you don't want to get to know them. You don't care about them at all. You just want to put on for you and your guys and then get through it and like prove that you and your guys are the baddest motherfuckers in the valley. But then I think AIC makes it really quickly and understanding that you guys are not going to get through it alone. You have to get through it together. So you got to get on the same page with the other guys, which I don't think is hard to do because like I said, the guys that get sent to AIC usually are guys that deserve to be there. So they have an understanding of, Hey, we got to get through this together. Like me and Bruno still have friends that we kept in great contact with that we met at school. Cause they were just great guys. Like we ended up having a lot in common with them. They were just great all around people. So I, I was think. gonna say we we were kind of a like a unicorn squad. Uh, uh, who was our uh, squad advisor, Steph Sergeant? Uh, what's his name? Do you remember him, Sammy? Uh, we, didn't, we didn't have Wellerman. We had um the um, the Rob, old Robinson. I want to something like that. Roberts, Ro Steph Sergeant Roberts. 
Roberts. Oh my goodness. He, he told us, he's like, I've never seen a squad like this since he's been teaching there have like this much like camaraderie and uh, just how like well we just fucking mesh together off the bat. Yeah. And we, I mean, like you got to, our, so you get broken up into four squads. I mean, I'm also talking about like what what was that year? 2018, we went. Yeah, I want to or, say 18. It was right after that first, big hurricane. Yeah, I think it was the first class of 19 because we were like one alpha or 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, no, our, our squad was mostly the lance corporals, and then a couple corporals, and then the I other. Was, two- um, I picked up corporal like probably three days prior, not yeah. even. And then the other two squads are mostly corporals, and then the last squad is mostly sergeants. So you get broken up by, like, peer group and rank. So, I mean, that does put you at an advantage, especially when you're with the squad that we were with, where it's all the youngest guys in the room, all the guys with the most time left on contract. Like, that definitely puts, like, a chip on your shoulder. Like, you're you're competing against squads that have years more in just time and grade than you and like they've they've been there for a while so you also think like there's no way we're going to get through this unless we all get on the same page and yeah i mean you're not going to pass everything first try if you do then you're a stud and you're not going to pass all the pt events you're not going to win everything because everything's a competition so that's like i think our squad did a really good job at like if we lost something we lost it together and we paid for it together and we were more than happy to do it together like anything we did when we won yeah we like we won together we didn't there was no star like leaders yeah we put we essentially put all of our fucking macho man pride to the side and we got real as fuck with each other real quick and that probably benefited us more than the other squads so were you guys in like so you guys kind of the way you guys are describing this it almost sounds like were you guys in the classroom a lot or were you guys kind of out doing like a lot of stuff like in the field there is a lot of classroom time a lot of classroom time so you get the first month yeah you get there early as fuck in the morning and then you just do classroom until late as fuck at night and then it's like rinse and repeat every day but it's like they go through all these classes and all these topics like no, I wouldn't say quickly, but there, you're going to be there for a long time in the classroom. So you have to be able to handle like death by PowerPoint and stuff. But then you get to the point where it's a week in the class, a week in the field, a week in the class, a week in the field. So it does get a good schedule going. But and what do you guys, uh, what do you guys think you you need to know like prior? Because like you're talking like, because you're describing like all these classes just day in day out and. So what kind of helps, like, leading into that so that you're not, like, kind of just getting hit over and over and over again? Like, you kind of... Basic fucking O3 shit. That's yeah, all you need to know. Oh, okay. It's, it's nothing you didn't learn at SOI. It's nothing that's going to be like, oh, my God, I've never heard of this before. Like, yeah, because I, I imagine, you know, because I never went to AIC, so when... I always imagined AIC, I imagined it as some, like, super advanced fucking course where I'm going to be learning all new shit or fucking, you know, something like that. The only new thing we really learned was demo, like, fucking charges and, like, explosives and all that stuff. But at least for our class, we didn't go really in-depth with it. But 
we also had our fucking hands walk through because all of our dumbasses didn't know how to do math right. <laughs> and there is like a little like uh it's not that complicated, but there was a little math equation that you have to know. It's like the net weight, net net explosive weight or something like there's some way to calculate it. Uh, to be fair, we are the post math for Marines generation, so math yeah. for Marines was not afforded to us. <laughs> I mean, I don't think anybody ever really passes it. <laughs> So <laughs> walk through that whole math section. Damn, and that's and then you you learn a little bit about like heavy weapons and mortars and all that. That's about it. But oh, other than shit. that, basic O3 knowledge will it, it will pass you. You will pass with just basic O3 knowledge. And definitely one of the big things that AIC like did for us was you get there's no SOPs or none of that like there's no unit rules and stuff like that because everyone's off in different units so you can bring an Alice pack to the field if you want you can do all these different you get to experiment with your gear you get to experiment with doing different SOPs and everything and you get to really like it's to me that's like some of the most worthwhile training you can do and it got to a point where i think every single person in that class did not want to go back to their unit they wanted to stay at aic because it it really lets you make it your own at least training wise it makes you it lets you make it your own and it's so worth it i think damn that's kind of crazy so and then so how long were you guys like sitting in classes till you guys started actually like going out and doing like prac app and going to the field and doing stuff like that I want to say the first hard. month was all class. Oh, really? First month was practically all class. We maybe moved around different buildings for whatever. But the second month was pretty much all field. Huh. And, and what do you guys really start to do? Like, Because I guess like classroom stuff's pretty explanatory. And you guys already told talked about how it uh, it's all just kind of like the basics. But... A little more in depth so like when, when you guys get to that like field side of things like I'm, I'm guessing that's when the it really gets going though right yeah every everything in the field is a competition everything so you're competing against the other squads you're going head to head with the other squads doing offense and defense against each other and then they do like pt events in the field that are competitions and like one of the things that i really liked about aic was the pt events if you lost you were paying for that shit man that was bad i remember what was it bruno we our squad lost the first pt event we had to do i want to say like 300 burpees as a squad some, like some yeah. insane dumb shit like that it was nuts a while because the pt was like a couple hours of pt and then we had to do that at the end and that was when everything clicked. Like, we all looked at each other like, hey, we're not fucking losing another one. And I think we ended up getting the award at the end that our squad won the most PT events and stuff. Because after that first one, we are like, dude, we're not fucking doing that again. That's for sure. They told us there was a prize. There was no prize at the end. We just no, there was no won prize. the most. <laughs> Damn, that's fucking crazy. And, um... So, so you guys start doing PT, I guess, and you're just kind of talking about, like, I guess the average you know, day out in the field and like, are you getting like no sleep or are you fucking, you know, I guess kind of like what, what would the average field op be or like a day out in the field would be? Everything was different. Every field op was a, just, you know, 
you you were doing something different with whether it was patrolling uh in the defense with fighting holes uh at an actual range um like you the did squad on squad one was definitely the best one bruno you remember yeah that? yeah we did one squad versus yeah, the, the pb squad. ops right yeah, oh my god the pb the that was the i think the only time i ever had like real fun doing pb ops that was yeah. awesome because like uh, man I, that was awesome <laughs> what, did, what did you guys uh do like why was it so different we from... were we were basic so we were kind of dicking around the whole time but we weren't so we were basically pretending like we were in fucking nom and that honestly just drove us to the point to where like all right charlie's out there we're gonna get charlie <laughs> and we like in that way we took it seriously yeah i mean there's a, there's the at, at AIC, there's an incentive behind everything you do, whether it's you don't want to lose and get fucked up or you want to prove yourself or they give you an incentive. Like if you win, this happens. If you lose, this, there's always an incentive to do something. So there's there's never really like like a regular mundane field op where like no one's buying into it. And it's like, oh, well, we just got to do this because we got to make the command happy. You know, there's there's none of that at school. Everything has an incentive that makes you want to do it for one reason or another. So I think when you have a group of guys that are all relatively like in the same mindset of like, they want to do it, they want to compete and you want to get after it. It's, it makes the field ops a lot better because then they get to plan and execute field ops that you wouldn't regularly get to do in the fleet because you have to like, babysit some guys or you have to like get everyone on the same page and all that stuff like that stuff gets out quick in AIC. So it's it, that it, there's always an incentive to get stuff done and to do like the best you possibly can. Damn. That's pretty cool. Um, and then, so you mentioned ranges too, like what were you guys doing anything different when it came to ranges or was it like the same kind of like normal stuff we'd be doing like in every day in the field? It was a little bit of, uh, most of it was just like normal uh, range stuff, just doing it. Uh, the only yeah, thing that was different was actually player. going through the logistical side of it. Uh, th like they would say like, hey, this is like a good way of staying organized when you're actually like running a range. And they'd give us pointers and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, other than that, uh, I don't really remember like the details about how the range yeah. just went, to be honest. They go into depth of like, like bruno was saying like logistics stuff too like it's not all just like tactical 101 like you're fucking splinter cell all the time like you, there's a lot of like how to do the logistics side stuff and the administrative stuff that like squad leaders are supposed to do platoon sergeants are supposed to do like the things that you don't really pick up on when you're younger in the fleet because it's just kind of all getting taken care of and like you don't really see it happening but they they really do get you good at the behind the scenes stuff so then you can go back to your unit and actually be like an asset because like then you get to start being psos at ranges and like actually like taking care of stuff like i said without being like micromanaged because like you they know that you know what you're doing because of the way aic gets set up and it's like a no bullshit course and then you mentioned uh doing defenses too were, were, were things different with defenses I think the biggest thing for us is Bruno. Remember the overhead cover? I thought that was crazy. Yeah, against, oh, uh, you guys had to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, because yeah, I feel we, like we, that's... we pretty much built uh, tiny pillboxes out of trees and dirt. Oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, because I feel like even now, like that's probably just something that's gonna get bigger and bigger. One thing I should say is that for every day in the field, there's a new squad leader, and it cycles out with dudes, um, in in your squad, basically. Um, I was day one of the defense, so the entire patrol up to the defensive line, and then digging in. And that first night, I was a squad leader for. I think, I I honestly uh, surprised myself on how much i was able to handle it was actually not bad and i just stuck with my gut to be honest um a, a lot of it uh if instead of instead of like saying fuck it i'm just gonna do this i was uh pretty much fuck dude i can't speak right now i like i i used a good estimate of what i was gonna do uh just actually took the time hey this is what I was taught. This is what I'm going to do. Not really winging it, but I stuck with what I knew. You kind of just like knew what to do. Yeah. Yeah. And it makes it like when you're that squad leader in the field, it does make it a lot easier. Like I said, again, like this is something I keep harping on. Like when you're with a bunch of guys that want to help you out, like they're looking for something to do. It's easy to delegate tasks because they know what they're doing. And they know how to take care of themselves and each other. Everyone just wants to help each other out. For the most part, if you get lucky, you may end up with a squad full of guys that think they're fucking Chessie Puller and they just want to run the show. But, like, at least for us, it does help having guys around you that you can trust and guys that want to succeed and want you to succeed, too. Yeah, because it sounds like uh, teamwork is, like, an incredibly huge part of this. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. If you're if you're being a sh like a shitty fire team leader, just like just doing things you normally would in the fleet to try to be complacent, you're gonna fuck your whole squad up. Yeah, because it sounds much. like uh, it sounds like you can't even hide from those uh, leadership uh, billets while you guys are out there. It's like everybody's gonna get rotated through, so it's almost yeah. like. Uh, and that makes me wonder too. Were you get were you guys doing like peer evals and stuff like that? I think we did one at the end, right? Yeah, one at the end, but uh, I know there was peer evals. If what was it? If someone was like about to get dropped, you could do a peer eval. I, I don't remember what really it was around that, but yeah. I remember that I know we did at least one. Yeah. Oh, uh, okay. So they they don't okay. Because I th I didn't know if it was like uh, they did peer evals throughout it, and you know, dudes were getting kicked out off of that, or I don't know. I, I, I don't even think the that one peer eval we did was really that relevant we just did it to do it i guess i i, I mean I, I none of us were in the fucking bottom so oh shit we, like like we didn't hear anything that happened to who, like who was in like the bottom like quarter of the class who we were just shitty people so but, when you guys did do these uh field ops how long were you guys usually like out there for uh monday to friday yeah monday to friday oh uh, so it's like taken out and then friday you come back and, and is it like they they like really emphasize on like moving around a lot are you guys like hiking around like 24 7 or is it yeah <laughs> yeah you you <laughs> you get your steps in at aic you get driven sure. in and you run out oh uh, okay I'm, I'm talking you you run out you don't you don't walk out <laughs> oh gotcha yeah, gotcha like you're you're running out packed 
with with what you came to the field with. At some point, I learned to survive off a shit ton of tuna packets and a tarp. Yeah, I think I think we all can remember. You guys remember Leno's packs, his ninety million pound packs with everything in it. That there's just is after the first field up when you run out of the field, like you realize that you need to get used to being able to having as little as possible that like you can still get everything you need done and have everything you need to get everything done but you need to really start being conscious of what you're bringing yeah so that kind of uh leads into my next question for you guys was um what what do you recommend actually like bringing into the field depends on the year you go or uh time of the year you go obviously if it's cold you're not you don't want to fucking hype out and get dropped so bring something to bring something to sleep with, bring something to keep you warm at night, and then bring extra socks and maybe extra boots if you really want to. And enough food to actually sustain you doing this like all this uh high physical shit, because you're gonna fuck yourself over and potentially med drop if you, you know heat case or whatever because you're not putting enough nutrients in your body. Yeah, I think I think something you should really do, I mean, you should practice it anyways, but waterproof everything, man. Waterproof everything. Because, I mean, me and Bruno found ourselves walking through, like, chest-deep water. But there, there was, like, down trees. We had the whole river at one point. Knee-deep in the water. Like, you just waterproof everything. But also, be really conscious of how you're packing stuff. If you, like, you can bring what you want. If you really want something, don't be like, oh, well, I mean, like, it's an extra x amount of pounds i don't want to bring it like if you think you need it bring it just be conscious of how you're packing because if you're the guy that your pack is hanging down below your ass you're not going to have fun running or if you're the guy that like is digging through the bottom of his pack to find something and has to take everything out of it every time like you're not going to have a good time at all so you really got to be conscious of what you need when you're going to need it and how it's getting packed Damn. So, so I imagine with uh, all this, I guess there's kind of like, were you guys getting like a lot of injuries or anything during this that so you're kind of like power throughing for it? Cause it sounds like it was pretty like intense shit. Like you're constantly going. I'm notorious for fucking eating shit during any night up. <laughs> It'll happen at least two or three times a night. Anybody who is in my squad has seen me eat shit. Like I've, rolled ankles here and there at AIC just kind of powered through that um wasn't too terrible but uh I the only person we really had be like a med drop he got shrapnel in his fucking hand from the from the from the demo range (laughs) I think he might have got it separated for that yeah 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 at least least last time we knew of his whereabouts he got uh dropped from the course because he had shrapnel dig into his fucking hand oh shit yeah we uh the grape charges we did we packed ammo cans with c4 and then put a bunch of like 240 links 50 cal links i know our instructors put like doorknobs and door hinges in there and shit and like yeah it was just like freak fucking accident yeah anything that you could turn into like kitchen, kitchen silverware anything you could turn into shrapnel and packed it into an ammo can and then blasted it at targets and stuff and then we did the wine bottle thing that uh shot through like two barracks doors two brake rotors and went like 30 feet in the ground so we were doing like some real deal stuff with demo which is cool because you don't really get to see that in the fleet at all 
but uh no that one kid got a piece like it was probably like a playing card size of ammo can like sticking into God his hand damn he got fucked up that's Took fucking like, it was like four people down for me too which was kind of in its own way kind of cool but like i was like right there next to him <laughs> so <laughs> jesus christ did, did you ever have like uh any problems uh uh Gentilly? define problems like um like injuries because like bruno talked a little bit about like things that were going on with him i was wondering like things that would be going on with you uh not that i can remember i was never an ankle roller i have like rubber ankles my foot could go like completely to the side and never really hurt my ankles i don't i i know i have like back and neck problems now i don't think i had anything going on at aic i think i've always been pretty lucky with injuries and Everybody's being sore from the field ops and the PT. That's about it. Yeah, yeah you can never, you can never really predict, uh, you know, eating shit in the tree line and then breaking an arm. Right, like that, that, that never happened. Um, like I, I can kind of see it for some of the PT. Somebody like straining their back. Um, but other than that, we didn't really have anybody get hurt, other than like bruises, cuts, scratches. You know, the expected shit from a field out and were you guys like doing anything to like uh kind of prevent injuries i guess like were you stretching a lot or were you guys just kind of you just you got Still lucky kind of retarded at that point yeah you just no, got lucky I, 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 I was never around for the stretching i was yeah. not a stretcher i'm paying the price for that now but <laughs> damn um and then I guess when you guys were out in the field, like, w would there be a lot of, like, like, what would your downtime be? Like, were you guys even, did you guys even get downtime? Like, would you come back and you'd have to do, you know, something else or, like, because I, the you said Monday to Friday. Like, During the live fire, like, some of the very few live fire ranges, I guess there was downtime. And as long as, you know, we weren't trying to run off the range. Right. We just, they just we just kept to ourselves and the instructors just came us came up to us when they needed us but when we're, we were actually doing like tactical like you know pb ops defense all that kind of shit there wasn't downtime it was just like 24 7 just you know doing whatever we were training up to do oh okay like obviously like in the pb op it's a 24-hour cycle you know so you're always we were doing that for like three days straight oh damn okay and then so what about when you came back where did you guys get downtime or were like were you still going like every day to classes and stuff like over the weekends and stuff because you guys are saying like monday to friday usually was like uh out in the field Downtime and... was on the weekends just yeah. you know party at your own risk oh yeah. shit yeah but you gotta write or there gets to the point where you're writing orders every weekend too and they don't accept like even like eight page orders you gotta at least be hitting like 15 page order marks so you 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 will be doing that for a while in the barracks but like i mean like bruno said party at your own risk i was still partying uh yeah. red redemption 2 came out when we were at aic so that was like what i did on the weekends was just fucking grind through that game but damn you know, other, other than that you had the weekends to yourself oh shit damn better have that order monday morning <laughs> yeah. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, yeah what would you, if you didn't uh, have it would you just get like dropped right there or uh, was it i don't know man so we actually had people get dropped for legitimately copy and pasting somebody else's order 
Um, oh, so they like keep all of them? Yeah, they do? yeah. So like a- everybody turned it in. It's just not everybody turned their own in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, they got caught because they misspelled the same words wrong. <laughs> it was oh. like <laughs> the instructors were like, "There's no way that both you don't know how to fucking spell exactly the same." And yeah, they ended so, like up- the instructors will actually read your entire fucking orders if it takes them all week to do it. They will read it. Damn, so you guys, you can't even, like, yeah, there is no, like, bullshit in this in, like, any way. No, like, I mean, like, you're not going to get dropped for sucking at writing an order. That's why you you write an order every week is to get better at it. Just as long as you don't, you know, I, I'm assuming here, as long as you don't, as long as you try, as long as you fucking try, you should be good. If you get told you suck, you suck, and then you just move on. That's it. Oh, wow. Okay. And then... Was there, like, any kind of, like, culminating thing? Like, were you guys, like, constantly building up towards, like, a certain thing? Like, I assume there was a culminating event, but I don't know, like, kind of what it was uh, all about. Yeah, what did we do at the end, Bruins? Didn't they have a name for that? I don't remember. Beats me, I think, man. <laughs> I think there was. I think... I want to say, yeah. Or I, I don't, don't know remember. if it's, like, a test or something. Uh, I, I think there was. No, the, the final test is... um like the actual written test you do did, did we do that before we, we did at least we did four we did four i remember that yeah the written test should all be easy if you're yeah paying attention keeping up and then i mean it's it's any marine corps class at the beginning of the class the objectives for this class are and they fucking stomp their foot twice like that's gonna be a test question or if they're reading the class off the powerpoint and they're like oh well you might want to know this. Then you're like, oh, that's a test question answer. So, like, it is, it's still a Marine Corps class. It's still death by PowerPoint. So, it's not like you're going to read something on the test and be like, what? But, like, no. Oh, I don't, I don't, gotcha. Big ending, uh, like, culminating event and test. There was a final test, but it wasn't like a, I don't think there was like a big, like, overlying, like, everything you've learned up until this point kind of thing. Oh shit! Okay, gotcha, gotcha. So basically, that time period of you learning shit in the classroom after a test is what your next test is going to be on. It's never the same shit. Oh, so so yeah. as you guys were going through this, like, did you was it as hard as you guys thought it was going to be, or what? What were you guys really thinking about it? The PT aspect, yeah, it was fucking hard, but you're all going to make it through. Um, it. I don't know how they used to do it. I don't know how they're doing it now, but at least for our class, and it might be the same, you will not get dropped for uh, PT. That yeah. I remember so specifically. You, you won't get dropped for PT. They'll just tell you you fucking suck, and then you get um, your pros and cons. You actually get pros and cons for your time because, you, know, you know, it's two months, and then they write your pros and cons, and then that's about it. Like, you'll never get dropped for PT, but it'll be on your pros and cons if you're either retarded or you suck at PT or if you were a shitbag the entire time. Pros and cons will reflect. <laughs> and did did, did, did uh, a lot of dudes get uh, dropped from your guys' class? Like, how many did you guys start out with compared to, like, how many you finished with? We dropped 14, I want to say. I think yeah. the final number was 14. Oh shit! And like, how how many people are in like a normal class? 
Uh, I, it honestly varied because some of the plaques that we saw from previous classes, more than half the class dropped. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we, yeah. There, if you go into the AIC classroom, there's plaques from all of the AIC classes. It's like, it, that's actually pretty cool because, like, you walk by the wall and you, like, find your senior's class and you're like, oh, shit, he was, like, a Lance back then. That's crazy. And, like, all that shit. But, no, there are some classes where there was, like, nine guys that graduated and it was like, what the fuck? <laughs> And this, like, man. out of, like, 40-some dudes who were in the class total. Holy shit. And what, yeah. what do you guys think people get dropped for the most? Tests. That was oh, our number really? one killer. That's number one killer in general is tests. So and, you yeah. fail the first time, uh, you take a retest. I, I don't remember exactly how many times you get to retake a test. At least twice is from what I remember. I know, no, you had three strikes. And yeah, was, that's what it was. No. So, but, uh, like, if you specifically fail the test, though, like you couldn't move on until you passed. Yeah. So you had you have three at least the way they did it. They had you have three strikes, and you have three attempts at everything. But that means like your three strikes are for everything. It's not like you have three strikes for this, then you have three strikes for that. It's you have three strikes. So if you fail something, then you only have two strikes left. So if you fail something else, you got one strike left. So if you you could fail the same thing three times and go home, like I failed land nav twice. Fucking go me. That's I think I think Bruno was wrong about that. I think land nav's the number one killer at AIC because that was the first event that you did because they do it yeah. first. That's where the it most was. people But dude, I fuck yeah, yeah. I failed the dog nuts out of land nav. I was no, not, um, it was I not a, sworn a bunch of people passed the second time. Cause it was only you and somebody I was else the only one that had to do it a third time and I passed. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. But fuck it. <laughs> so when when you guys were starting for like like the written side of things, I guess were you guys doing anything specific that would help you like remember things? I don't know how how much was really covered on all these tests or like were you, were you guys using like uh, flashcards or was there anything that like kind of helped you guys out? No, I think me and Bruno mm. kind of cowboyed that shit, man. We would like go over it, yeah, or like just one quick like yeah, you get all the material handed to you, um, yeah. right? Like they like they printed out like all the shit for you. I'm pretty sure. No, uh, it was a CD. Uh, they gave you a CD and it had I all have, the fucking classes on it. I have the full, I have the full printed out AIC book in a binder. So yeah, and you, yeah, uh, they gave us like physical like paper material, the whole CD, and I mean, I was like an extra go getter at it. Uh, I brought a notebook and it was like writing notes and shit. But other than that, I didn't really study. Unless, like, I really needed it to. Like, we talked about it earlier with, like, the nomenclature of a fucking dumbass mortar system that I'm never going to use. Mm -hmm. Did you but guys ever, than, like, shoot yeah. any? Like, like, you said you guys were, like, uh, learning about them. Did you guys ever shoot any of them? Or is that not, like, a thing there? Because I, I thought, I figured you might be, you know, shooting other types of weapon systems and shit. No, other than, like, I don't even think we did AT4s, right? At the ranges, I think we did. I think we did a rocket battle drill. Yeah, but it was we, like, uh, yeah, we did AT fours. I think, yeah, we didn't. Re we didn't do any machine guns, no mortars. We never did that stuff. Oh shit! Okay, we got to set up explosives. That was about it. Oh, gotcha. That was the only thing that was different. So okay, so for like after okay now with like after everything we've talked about like. Now that dudes kind of have a little bit more of an insight into 
what AIC is and kind of like, I guess, some a small, in a small way of what to expect. So what would you guys like say to dudes that are listening to this about to go? Definitely going to reiterate that if your command is sending you, you should take pride in that because you're getting sent because you should be able to pass. So you should have that confidence of like, you're not getting sent for them to be like, Oh, I wonder if dipshit's going to make it like, no, like they're sending you. Cause they're like, this is our guy. So you should take that with pride and go and just, I mean, get after it, dude, have fun. It's like I said, you get to experiment with how you want to be a leader and how you get to just, you really, you really get to learn a lot. I think it's probably one of the most worthwhile things you'll do as a grunt. So I, uh, if you're going and you have the opportunity to go, even if you're scared shitless, like I know I was, like, go get that shit, dude. It's going to be so worth it. I can't even put into words what it was like when me and Bruno drove away from graduation. And, dude, it was like, it's such a weight off your shoulders. You're fucking, it's like I said, you become a made man in the infantry in your unit because you you have that on, on your belt. You You made it. Damn, that's pretty fucking cool. And, and this is, like, cool, too, because you guys, like, both went together and you both kind of have that, uh, have really, some, like, really great insight for dudes that, uh, that are thinking about going or might be, uh, in the process of starting to go. Um, were there any, like, I, funny moments? Oh, sorry, what were you saying? So, my advice is just show the fuck up. Try. You're there for a reason. You're there to gain all this knowledge that you're going to pass down to the dudes under you fucking just just try at least at least pretend to give a fuck if you really don't care but you're there for a reason yeah yeah that's great um i guess i before i asked for like if you guys had funny stories or anything like when you did come back like after graduation um you, you guys talked about noticing like the difference in your guys's selves but like what what specifically, I guess, like, towards, like, your junior dudes, like, what changed? I feel, I feel like, uh, I mean, you have that, like, you're, you're still all hyped up from school, like, oh, I learned all this shit, and I got to do all this shit, so, like, now you have so many different ways that you get to, like, go train your guys, and, like, all different types of doing IA drills different ways, and just stuff like that. So you, you get that buy-in factor again, where you're like, Oh, like I want to take my guys out and train, but I know we're going to do it a way they've never done it. And like all the stuff like you want to pass all that information on, because that's what you're there for. You're there to get the information, to go back to your unit, to make your unit better. It's great that you get better, but it's nothing if you don't take it back and give it to everyone else. Like, it's not something that you should be like a fucking Jedi master and be like, only I can know all this shit. Like, no, dude, go back and give it to everyone, you know? Yeah, that's pretty cool. And then, okay. So I guess like on the flip side of this, say you were a dude that was like super motivated about this. Like you wanted to go and like you fucking, for whatever reason you drop out, like should, as someone that's like, that's had that should, do you think they should, you know, try and like go again or what what uh, what advice would you give out to somebody that did go and is like kind of struggling through it dude again getting dropped there's no shame in it if you got dropped because you're like fuck this i don't want to do this then yeah if people make fun of you then you should take that to heart and be like wow i am an idiot but 
if you showed up and tried and you got hurt and got dropped or you just couldn't figure something out and you got dropped, dude, there's no shame in that. I know we went with guys that it was their third time going. They went as a lance. They went as a corporal. They went back as a sergeant. They passed as a sergeant. Like, you got You just got to keep trying. I mean, especially I'm sure it's I, – I went through it once and just passed the first time, but I'm sure once you go through it once, it's like, oh, fuck, well, I know what I have to do to get back to where I was and then go keep going further. So I'm – I don't. I don't think getting dropped is something that you should like hang your head over. I think you should take what you got to do up until that point, use it, and then just get back and fucking. If you got to use a motivating factor of prove it to yourself or prove it to people that are like, oh, he's too stupid to do it. Like, just go get that shit, man. It's like I said, it's it's so worth it. Damn, that's pretty cool. Um, and then I guess okay, I guess kind of like lastly, because um kind of out of questions i kind of asked them all but uh did you guys ever do any like anything funny like any funny shit like because i assume you guys were pretty much like kind of on your own out in the field ops you know just getting assigned stuff and doing stuff were you guys like ordering pizza and shit or like you guys do anything fucking funny every time we wrote orders we went to our buddy ethan's house and we drank our hearts out and wrote these orders together yeah <laughs> we morning and eat like an ungodly amount of dunkin donuts donuts and then everyone would just get trashed up drunk at like eight in the morning and we'd all just write orders all day so that was pretty fun i feel like most of our funny shit's like inside jokes like you remember uh look left shoot right Bruno? <laughs> the fuck well, what, what was what was that about we had a kid in our class <laughs> who was, he grew up in russia and was got adopted yeah. when he was like seven or something came to the u.s so he was like, he had a Russian accent and everything. And of course, all the jokes come from that. And it's fucking hilarious. But um, he. Omaha, had, Omaha. Yeah. Oh, oh, my God. He was so he was like cross eyed. And we were trying to. What was that radio system with the wicked long antenna, Bruno, that we had to like put it up in the yeah. tree? I forget yeah. what it was. But, the one I carry in the beginning yeah, of the defense. It's, 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 I'm sure guys that are in will know what I'm talking about. You talking about, about the uh, fucking 201 or whatever the fuck it yeah, was? Yeah, the 201. 201 Bravo, uh, bro. Um, yeah, dude. Like, you have to get it up in the tree. So we yeah. throw the can and we tied the thing to it so we could throw it over <laughs> a branch, like pull it up. And he just, dude, we're all like set in security. So we're all laying down. And he's just launching this filled canteen up and it's coming down and like almost hitting dudes. I'm pretty sure it hit a couple of guys. Yeah. And everyone's like, dude, what the fuck is taking you so long? And he's like, I'm cross-eyed, man. He's like, I look left, I shoot right. <laughs> he all fucking died laughing. He was a funny kid. But no, just like shit like that. Like just yeah, any grunt knows like when you're in the field, like the stupidest shit will make you happy and oh, yeah. make you like you just you gotta have a good attitude about it you can't be like sulking and shit because the two most contagious things in a squad or a platoon is hard work and laziness so if you're working hard everyone around you's gonna bust ass and if you're being a lazy asshole then the guy next to you can be like oh if he doesn't have to do it why do i gotta fucking do it so we, we had one kid who just bitched and moaned the entire fucking time thank god everybody else in the platoon in, the, in our squad was on the same fucking page. We we're like, all right, we're just not going to pay attention to this fucking retard. Damn. Yeah, that's pretty, uh, that's all pretty cool, man. Um, I kind of, I wish I would have gone to it myself, looking back on it now. Kind of wish I would have pushed myself to do that. The hell of time. When you guys look back on it, like, how do you kind of feel about it? I probably shouldn't have 
fucking not wanted to get i mean i didn't know any better before we went um so i can't really blame myself for that but now that we're passing and to whoever listens to this now that we're passing all this shit down like you should want to go if you want to be anything in however long your military career is whether it's four years or fucking 20 you should want to go yeah advanced school is like uh I don't. I guess, for lack of better terms, like a brotherhood or a fraternity or whatever. Like once you graduate, then your seniors who are like sergeants or your platoon sergeant or even your company gunny. Like now you all have something in common of like, not just like you got you got to prove yourself, and they all know what it took to get through that school because they all had done it. So then you have that thing in common. Like I said earlier, like your seniors will treat you differently. Like they'll treat you. Uh, if they're not, I mean, they should be treating you good anyways, if you're getting sent, cause you're a worth a fuck guy. But like, you guys, you guys all have that thing in common now where it's like, you all showed up, you put out, you made it through. And now you like, you proved yourself. You're, you got your seat at the table. Yeah. That's all pretty cool. This is like some really cool stuff too. Cause with this podcast, we can like kind of talk about all these like different subjects that like kind of everybody thinks about, but nobody really talks about. And then in some way, like in a small way, we can kind of like help dudes and kind of like encourage dudes like, hey, you know, go do it, you know. I do want to say, though, I, I don't know when you planned on wrapping this up, but I do want to say this before we get out of here. I want to hear more guys get on this podcast. If you're like, if you like this shit and you listen to this and if you made it this far on the episode, then you should want to be on this. I want to hear Chris Myers on this thing. I want you to get Wyatt LaBombard up here. Like, dude, I, I want to hear guys speak. I want... I want yeah, you guys man. to do this. It's a very positive thing that's going on right now. This is, it, like, I used to, for those that don't know, I used to give like such a hard time because he was like a meme lord when he was a boot. And I used to lose my fucking mind because he would just make memes about shit and not take shit seriously. And now it's like evolved into this where we're sitting down doing a podcast doing like some wicked positive shit so i'm not gonna say that i regret giving you a hard time because you deserved it but now it's fucking come full circle so this is awesome nah man i fucking needed it yeah especially if you were in my fucking squad too yeah yeah i was uh i was a little uh i was a little shit i found my way though i think i turned out all right and guys that are like you're getting a hard time from your seniors or whatever you're a senior and there's one kid that just is not getting it and you're giving him a hard time every single day and it's just not clicking. Like it's, I, I guess I say this sparingly, but it's a temporary thing, man. You'll, you'll all get to the other side eventually, whether it's in four years, 20 years, whatever it is, like you'll get to the other side and you'll get to have these full circle moments. So just make sure that you get to see that other side. Don't, don't let the Marine Corps be the last place that you got to exist, man. You got to see the other side. It's fucking, it's so worth it making it on the other side, man. Yeah, dude. I think that's fucking, I think that's all some great advice. I think this whole podcast was just great advice for dudes. Um, yeah, this is definitely, this is a really cool fucking conversation we had, guys. And uh, I want to thank you guys for coming onto the show and just talking with me about that. No problem. Thanks for having us, buddy. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, good talking. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Hope everybody has a good night and uh, see you guys next time.